Is it Epilepsy Awareness Month? It is. Yes. Oh my gosh. I had no, I'm so bad at, tra- there's like every month there's like three separate awareness things and I'm always off on them. <laughs> so how are yes. you celebrating Epilepsy Awareness Month, Tiffany? You know what? I'm sharing facts about epilepsy. You know, I'm supporting every organization that I'm celebrating right now. Um, you know, I'm writing on my blogs. Um, yeah, I'm just doing everything I possibly can that, you know, can help others understand more about epilepsy. And yeah. Your blog is amazing. I was like down a rabbit hole reading through your blog. It I'm is fantastic. Like it. The only thing I don't like is that there's not more. I was, <laughs> I, I love, love your blog. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, you know, writing has been one of my favorite things since, oh, probably since I was this big. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I, I hear you. I um, I definitely am a writer myself, um, but yours is so so beautifully polished, and I love the topics you. you're taking on. Um, like my, I feel like mine's like free association therapy session. Like I just yeah randomly go, but you have these amazing topics. Like you took on um, something that ran across my feed for a long time. It was a big deal in the disability and chronic illness community when um, and I'm so bad at pronunciation, but Kim Heckim is that right for the fashion house that was like hmm. it was a big thing in Fashion Week in Paris, and it was a fashion house that was uh, I think the the line was called Attention Seekers. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I really yeah, have that. a hard time pronouncing her name, but yeah, when I saw that, I was like, Ooh, I, I can't mean, really I, let that hide. I have a yeah. less charitable name for her that I pronounce very easily, but I'm trying not to be that person. So mm-hmm. um, I won't use that name, but I will say that that was probably one of the least compassionate, um, next to yeah. There's some other things that went through on um, this this year's fashion week, but um, that was pretty intense with the the models walking down with IVs with like different disorders written across t-shirts. And you have a great blog post about that. Thank you. I just, yeah, I was, you know, really, you know, biting my fingers thinking like, should I say anything? But I was like, you know, I can't, you know, I just feel you know, I feel like I'm antsy about this. I have to say something. <laughs> uh, you said it very nicely too. I mean, I, I think you were, you have such a great voice for writing where you you call something out with force, but not with cruelty. Yeah. I, you know, I don't want to be one of those people that are like, you know, shaming people, but you know, it has to be said, you know, it needs to be addressed because, you know, when I see something that's not, right <laughs> you know yeah I mean you did it very well without shaming but still very like I, well, it seems there's people who want to stand out and be like hey pay attention to me and we see this a lot with comedians where they will like yeah take on like really cruel and mean ways to be like I am saying things that no one else is saying it's like yeah but why <laughs> why are you well, saying that? and there might be a reason no one's saying it there, there could yeah. be a very good reason there <laughs> I find that the best way to make an impact is to be kind about it because they'll listen better if you approach it in a kind way and not in a mean and shameful way because that turns people off. Mm. 
It, it, that is a lesson I'm trying so hard to learn right now. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I hope all yeah. of us across this, uh, the world right now are trying to learn how to do that better. It's, it's hard though, when we, we have very strong opinions to, um, yeah. remember how to speak in a way that, that other people will be able to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what we want. We want to draw people in so they can hear, you know, hear how to turn things around and be better. And not, you know, yell at them and say, you did this, you know, you did that, you know, bad, you know, like, shame on you. And yeah. I hate to say that's my, that's like the cruel, like default part of myself that I don't enjoy very much. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm getting older, I'm trying to learn how to like calm that side down a bit and um, take right. a breath. Especially on yeah. social media, I'm trying really hard to like take take a breath. Like my cousin is one of my favorite humans, and she is so good at this. And I'm not going to get political. I promise. It was just that uh, a political candidate had snapped back in a way that I was like, "Oh, that was fierce and awesome." And she's like, "Yeah, no." <laughs> not, I understand that that wasn't okay what the other person said, but I yeah. want someone who can go above the playground and just right. like, be like that's not even on my radar. Like not even a point. And I was like, that's, that's actually a really good point. I was way too into the entertainment of the situation and not seeing yeah. that. We don't need this to be entertaining. We need this to be grown ups. Like, yes, yes. We need to make a difference without, you know, making it about that way. That's, that's yeah. absolutely I'm so grateful. There's been like a lot of people like teaching me lessons lately, not always the ones I've been wanting to learn, but mm -hmm. think fast and hard. And, yeah. uh, you had also an incredible blog post about intimacy and epilepsy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to talk about that because yeah, you, sure. you wrote about it so well and clearly, and even like, if you don't have epilepsy, if you're listening to this as a caregiver, or as someone who has a different disorder, this is absolutely a huge part of our lives and that our, our chronic conditions can create roadblocks yeah. to intimacy. Can you tell me a little bit about how you and your husband are navigating all of that? You know, um, I, it's funny because, um, I started thinking about wanting to approach topics that really, uh, made me, you know, nervous to talk about, you know, and I thought about it, like, I have to start opening up and being me and authentic and stop I'm sorry hiding. you have a kitten right behind you and I, I just oh. noticed <laughs> I'm sorry I, I'm an animal fiend this and I is my baby yeah oh. this is this is my little child human my little baby her name is Indy oh, those eyes that was just like I thought you had like a little like um wrap on the other side of you and then the wrap had ears and moved I was like oh <laughs> Yeah, All right. So baby. if you're listening to this, head over to our YouTube channel and you can, you can look at very cute kitten. I'm sorry. I did not mean to interrupt you. Um, intimacy <laughs> so, and not cats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I was fearful. Well, not fearful. Let me take that back. Let me turn that around. Um, I was nervous to touch some of these topics and I started realizing that I have to stop being nervous and start being authentic and being me and stop hiding behind my nervousness. And I knew that there are people out there, there have to be some people out there that are thinking about this, that um, want to talk about it. Um, and I need to just, I really need to 
come out from behind that wall. Um, it's a hard thing to talk about. We're so socialized. It is. Um, and it's a weird socialization because it's everywhere. Like everything that we see on TV, all of our advertising, it all surrounds yeah. us. Unless we're going to actually talk about how it affects our everyday lives and ourselves. And then it's like, ooh, hush. Right. Well, I figured if somebody doesn't talk about it, then, you know, nobody's going to talk about it. No, you know, and it's, I have it's to a bring hard it up. thing. It and it's is. even hard in like a long-term marriage, even in a marriage or a, a partnership or a thing where you're actually really trusting of the other person. It's a hard thing to even have the right words for like, okay, is this yeah. affecting us? Cause I don't know about you, but I was like, I'm scared to hear the answer to this. Like, is this well, a problem? Yeah. I, I don't know what the solution is. Well, I mean, I at first had a hard time talking to my husband about it. That was really, really hard, you know, mm. because I was struggling internally within myself because I was so confused. I was thinking to myself, is it me or is it my medication or is it both? And then, you know, I was thinking to myself, how do I approach my husband about this? Because I don't want to offend him in any way. And I just finally, you know, decided yeah, I can't handle this no more. I have to talk to him about this. And we finally just had that conversation. And I, you know, I honestly started crying because I felt so bad, you mm -hmm. know. And then, then, then the next step was <laughs> finding the guts, I'll say, for instance, to talk to my doctor about that. Ooh, that's always a fun one. Yeah. Do you get that, like white coat? I get a white coat shut down anytime they walk in with their white coats and their stethoscopes. Like all of my badass goes away, and like I just yeah. can't even like. I, I turn to like I'm six again. Like it's weird. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. know how to like, approach weird topics with my doctors. It's always so. It's like talking to my dad. It's like I and that that part of my life doesn't exist. You know, like it's just off the yeah. side. Yeah. You go into the doctor and say, hey, I'm having, you know, uh, intimacy problems. I'm having those. <laughs> and I just had to, you know, talk to myself and say, I got to get brave here. I'm not going to let epilepsy steal my, you know, my, uh, <laughs> my <laughs> braveness, you know. I'm not going to let epilepsy control me. Yeah. So, Yeah. That's a line. I, I'm so amazed to hear you talk about this. That's a line that I think a lot of us are walking and, and you know, a lot of it, like, I certainly fall off of this tightrope of like, I'm not going to let my disability control me. My disability is absolutely controlling this right now. Like, yes. it's this weird line of like, there's, your body does absolutely limit what you can and can't do. And Right. Yeah. I but mean, you wouldn't uh, believe so Yeah. <laughs> but like, you can't drive and we're in very, like, it's, it's so hard to like go back to that, like the lack of freedom. Like you, you have to have everyone drive you. Well, it's funny because I actually can drive. Oh, I, I read your thing wrong. I'm sorry. I, I thought no, I read that you can't. It's okay. It's, it's okay. I have a driver's license. I can drive. I just choose not to drive because, uh, after my car accident, um, I, that was a very traumatic situation for me. Uh, I was very, very thankful to have uh, walked away from that, only having suffered whiplash. And um, I decided that I didn't want to take the risk of hurting myself or anyone else again. 
and I had consistent seizures, you know, which put me in a position where I didn't want to get behind the wheel. It just wasn't, you know, a risk I was, you know, willing to take. I absolutely hear that. That's a brave and really kind, compassionate decision for you to make. Um, I, I'm in a, <laughs> a very similar boat because I dislocate my legs all the time. So if it's been a really rough week, I won't be able to drive and I'll have to miss um, my doctor's appointments if no one can can drive me places. It's a weird feeling to go from like adults and then all of a sudden like I'm in my 40s and I'm like calling my mom going, I need a ride, mom. I know. Thank goodness for Uber and you know, all of that. I mean, thank goodness for that. <laughs> There's so many wonderful things that have happened in like the last 10 years that have really changed what disability looks like. It's a little frustrating because I'm like, I, I'm near the Silicon Valley. I used to be in that world and I am so desperate for Uber and Lyft to and step Lyft, it yeah. up. Like I want yeah. them to step it up and start subsidizing for disability. Oh, like right. they have billions of dollars and they need tax breaks anyway. It would be so great. They're like, we're going to cover people's trips to hospitals and to their mm -hmm. doctor appointments if they're disabled. Like that would be so great right. if they could just you know, step that part. They've done so many bad things. I think they could really use like a little bit of <laughs> yeah. excellence and good. And, I know. Right. That'd be so helpful. Yeah, yeah. I know. There needs <laughs> but, to be a holiday, you know, like a uh, thank you Uber and Lyft day or something. <laughs> I will thank them when they actually start being a responsible company. I'm so yes, grateful yes. for them, but they yeah. really need to step up the responsibility level. They do. And, do better things, but you're right. It's like this weird thing where like, we're all having to be super grateful for things where I'm like pissed off at the companies. Like yeah, I am yes, pissed true. off at Amazon, but I need them. Like, and I'm yeah, grateful I, for it. You are. Yes. Yes. You are preaching to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> Do you watch the good place by any chance? Oh, you know what? I had, that's one thing that I've been told to check out. I have not yet. Oh, I, it's, but, I just bring it up because there's, it's one of my favorite shows. It's only really episodes and they had and I'm not gonna spoil anything for you I'll just say one of the themes was that um like humans get points for being good and bad points for and whoever gets good points gets into the good place and uh -huh. the person who's figuring out the point values is like um wait a minute you can't even buy a tomato anymore because the oh, organic oh tomato God. might have been shipped and like they're just talking about this like the false choice that we all have set up for us and like we want to make good moral choices but yeah it's almost like it's like this whole other stress level that i think a lot of us are going through with like oh my god what what's the like i don't want to use apple because i'm upset about this but google's even worse about this it's like there's no, oh, no. Wow. Like, I just, I can't deal with any more anxiety. I'm done. But anyway, Good Place is a very good show. I highly, I like, I even got my parents hooked on it. Okay, I'm checking it out tonight. <laughs> you, you got me sold. I'm checking it out tonight. <laughs> it, it was definitely one of those shows that, like, crosses all barriers. I, I'm so, it, I was just so impressed with it. My, like, 18-year-old loved it. My 12-year-old, my parents, all of, like, it's just something that goes through everyone. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. That's so cool. A little bit of bright and good in a kind of crazy world right now. <laughs> Yay, that's so cool. So do you have to take like, um, are you daily managing your epilepsy or is it just as needed? You know, I'm on three different medications right now, uh, which does pretty 
good, you know, managing my seizures as best as possible. I have refractory epilepsy, which means that it's hard to manage with medication. Uh, But I have um, complex seizures every day. Um, On good days, I will have like uh, five to 10. And on bad days, I can have 10 or more. And what are those, because I know that different seizures are very different. What are your seizures like? Well, the complex seizures are like, um, in my case, for instance, I can go uh, blind in my left eye uh, for about maybe 30 seconds. And um, I'm still able to speak, but I can't see out of this eye. I, I like to think that all eyes are are not decorative. That that would be yeah. really helpful for like depth perception and right. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I like <laughs> these interviews. Always amaze me at what can happen in a human body. That's that is uh, amazing. Right. So I can walk around. I can do everything I want to do. I can, I'm just you know not able to see out of that eye for about thirty seconds. <laughs> It's a little annoying, but um, it's better than a grand mal seizure, which happens, you know, rarely, you know. Um, it surprises me. <laughs> it likes to surprise me out of nowhere, but I haven't had one of those in quite a while. But So uh, the medication is working then? Is that what the medication is for, to keep grand mal at bay? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's doing its job pretty well. Besides the fact that I do have the complex partial seizures, um, but I'm doing fairly well. I mean, I I can deal with the complex partial seizures. I mean, ideally, I would like to have no seizures at all. But <laughs> I, I hear that that would be a great world. Oh, you bring up a really great point. Um, it was actually uh, we were talking earlier. My father is um, in the hospital right now for a heart thing, and he and I were talking because I was trying to decide whether he needed his next dose of medication when I'd come in to visit him. And he was like, but it's getting, it's better, but it's not good. And I think that, uh, that just started to find the chronic illness thing where it's like, we have an idea of what healthy is. And I go through this where I'm like, it's better, but it's not even close to what, what I want it to be. So I almost like discount all of the better part, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like if it's not just completely no dislocations, it's almost like, well, it's just not worth it. Then. <laughs> and right. it's a hard mindset to get out of for me. I don't know if you have the same thing with the seizures or it's like, okay, but, but this is still happening. Yeah. Right. It's still happening, but I'm just grateful to be able to wake up every morning and do what I would need to do, what I like to do. And, you know, so yeah, it's better than, <laughs> better than just, you know, having um, the bigger ones and yeah, having all that, those major issues and yeah. <laughs> and so you have a whole advocacy group going on. If I understand correctly, TENS, is that what you're? Um, it's the Epilepsy Network, uh, 10 for short. Oh, thank you. Yes. My, <laughs> I have my glasses on <laughs> and I have my notes to the side that I'm trying to read and it's like, I, I think I need to go back and get the glasses adjusted. <laughs> you know what? My glasses are right over here. I, I, I wear them every day, but yeah, I'm good for now. <laughs> so it's, um, it, was that a group that you started or is this a group that you're working with? 
You know what? Uh, my husband and I created uh, 10, the Epilepsy Network, in 2011, a um, couple years after my diagnosis. Um, you know, um, we wanted to help others uh, to learn more about epilepsy and seizures. Um, we also wanted to help the public have a greater understanding as well. So, yeah, we noticed, were inspired. <laughs> it, that's an incredible inspiration. And I noticed on your website, which I really recommend everyone go to, if you're listening to this, head over to our website, invisiblenotbroken.com. And this interview will be there with all the links. And please go to Tiffany's website because on the side, there was a whole explanation on what to do if someone's having a seizure. Mm -hmm. And that was, yeah. I love that that was just like right on the side all the time. You can see that because as like citizens in the world, it's really good. We, we kind of like have these ideas of like mythology of what to do if someone's having a seizure. Can you run through right. what you should actually do if you see someone having a seizure? Yeah, absolutely. You know, also, real quick, too, if you go to our website, we provide helpful resources for those wanting to learn more. And um, uh, definitely, if you see someone having a seizure, you, you don't want to put something in their mouth. I know that's something that was once, you know, thought of before a long time ago. Uh, that's an old myth that you just want to keep away. Uh, you want to help them. Uh, you want to roll them on their side so that they don't choke on their saliva. You want to, you know, make sure that they're in a safe place, you know, um, push aside anything that could be uh, harmful so they don't hit their head or harm, you know, hurt their body and uh, time the seizure. If the seizure go pa or goes past five minutes, you're going to want to call the paramedics. You know, um, they, you know, they'll typically, you know, the seizure will pass and you just want to be there to reassure them that, you know, comfort them and um, make sure that they're, you know, calm and um, at ease. And you definitely just want to, um, yeah, be there for them until they can come out of that. And yeah. Do you have any um, suggestions on what you could say to someone when they come out of a seizure to help make them feel safe? Oh, sure. Yeah. You want to just let them know um, that uh, the seizure, that they had had a seizure, that, um, that you're right there with them. Um, you know, let them know that uh, everything's okay. Um, if, you know, ask them. Um, questions you know like you know do you know where you are just you know get get a sense of you know their uh, you know get a get a sense of their uh mindset you know because a lot of times people will be confused when they come out of a seizure um just make sure that they're okay um some people if it's their first seizure if you know there if, if it's a procedure you're gonna definitely want to call paramedics if uh you know things seem a little um off or uh you know not right you're gonna want to call the paramedics just to make sure just to make sure that they're gonna be okay 
And for caregivers, is there anything that you could think of? Like, I, there's probably caregivers who are listening to this. A lot of times we get new listeners because someone will get diagnosed and then they look up the disorder and we come up for that. Is there anything you could tell like a caregiver who's just um, with someone with a new diagnosis or anything you want to tell someone who's just been diagnosed with epilepsy on the first like five things they should probably start thinking about or doing. And the thing that comes to mind is I was reading through and you were saying that you have to keep a list for new people on what to do if you have a seizure. Like I have to keep a list of my medications and what to do or not to do if I go unconscious. Um, and everyone who's new in my yeah. life, who's like with me alone has to like learn like the basics. And I thought it was great that you have like a list for people for that. Is there anything else you could give that would help someone who's just new to this diagnosis or new to caring for the diagnosis? Uh, to help the, the caregivers? Mm -hmm. Or someone who's just been diagnosed for the first time and is just trying to figure out, okay, what are the first, how do I live with this? <laughs> oh, sure, sure. You know, um, just talk with your doctor, um, ask them, you know, what can I expect uh, with my medications? What, um, regarding side effects, um, are there support groups around that I can go to, um, to speak with others that also have epilepsy, um, you know, start researching your condition, uh, epilepsy and seizures, uh, find, uh, organizations and, uh, you know, forums and so on and so, uh, so forth, like on Facebook, uh, like such as I did, you know, <laughs> that's exactly what I did. Um, for instance, I didn't know anybody at all, uh, when I was diagnosed. So I started researching epilepsy and seizures on Google and I hopped onto Facebook and uh, started, uh, um, you know, talking with others on Facebook and in groups. And it was so great to connect with others and, you know, um, build friendships and things like that. And yeah, that really made a huge impact for me. And just uh, make sure, make sure for instance, uh, you know, on your phone, to set uh, alarm, you know, alarms to remind you to take your medications. That's a big one. That's a huge one. <laughs> I, I, the only reason I'm laughing is like, I'm always forgetting, did I take it or did I not take it? And oh it's like, my gosh. Oh, oh, that scares me so bad every time. It's like, is I have very high level painkillers that I've taken certain times and I have to make a decision of do I take the super ones or the middle ones? And sometimes I can't remember which one I took and it's like, I, I know. I need to, yeah, I want someone to create a really good medic and maybe someone's already done it. And if someone has done it, please leave it in the comments because I'm not a coder. I can't make this app, but I want someone to make an app that has the alarm and yes. that there's just like, you, you code in what medications you're on and you can just touch them when the alarm goes off to say you've taken yeah. that. Wouldn't that be great? I, I need someone to make that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyone who wants a good business idea, that, I would buy that. <laughs> right. And what's great too, is that my husband, he also has uh, his alarm synced with my, you know, the same time as mine. So in case... I forget or something. He reminds me like, Hey, you know, did you take your medicines? And it's like, Oh yeah, that's right. You know, get my phones in the kitchen. 
and I'm in <laughs> my office and it's like, okay, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Oh, okay, good. You know, I'm thankful that he had his phone on. <laughs> I am really thankful that you have such a good partner. That's just to have a trusted person in your life who can help you with everyday care management. I don't think people understand how much goes into managing a disability or a disorder. Like oh. there is so much every day. There's no off day. There's no where you're like, I'm done. I'm healthy for the day. I just need a break from it. Like, Yes. He has supported me uh, since the very beginning. I mean, I don't think I would be as strong as I would um, had it not been for his love and support. Honestly. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I mean, he encourages me and motivates me every single day. Yeah, I talked to a lot of my friends are single and they're always like, what do I look for in a person? I think you just kind of defined if you're looking for in any like long-term relationship or friendship. That's such like those qualities are so important in another person that you're going to be investing time in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Having having that support from uh, your uh, spouse or a friend, um, it's, it's really medicinal in itself. It is. I, like, I'm heartbroken when I talk to people, especially like I get to talk to a lot of teenager young people and listening to their stories about where their families aren't believing the severity. And that mm-hmm. just, it hurts. Like, I just want to hug them. Like, that's, that's such a hard thing to have to fight the people closest to you in your life for, for the compassion. It's, yeah. it's not a fight you should have to have. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> there should be safe spaces of like, you know, you're just, you, you only have to deal with the disability part and the physical part of it. You shouldn't like, this is the safe place where you don't have to deal with the, the outside world, but you wrote another wonderful blog post. Seriously, I went down a rabbit hole with your blog, but you have, um, <laughs> life with epilepsy in public. And I thought that mm-hmm. was really fascinating because uh, talk about a very invisible disorder. Like yes. I, I have canes and wheelchairs and things where I, I will use, even if I don't need to just to keep people from, from bumping into me to cause me to go to the hospital. So I'll use like these as visual reminders to give me a little space and not hurt me. But with epilepsy, there's nothing you you have visually, unless you wear a giant flashing shirt to say, please don't flash things in my eyes. Don't mm-hmm. <laughs> watch the fluorescent light bulbs. I, I'm probably forgetting a whole bunch of things, but what could, what could things in public planning or just other people in general do to make life safer for you and other people with epilepsy just moving about in the world? You know, I, uh, most of the time I wear my, uh, my uh, wristband, you know, lets people know that I have epilepsy. In case anything happens, um, they can see, you know, it tells you that I have epilepsy. You know, so they know um, to call the paramedics or to stay with me and take care of me, you know, or, you know, I'm always with somebody, my husband, my family member. Um, I, you know, don't go anywhere without somebody with me. <laughs> Even if I'm having a good day, I don't want to take the risk. You know, I, I, I just don't, you know, um, I, I, I'm an independent person, of course. Yeah. But I just, you know, ever since being diagnosed with epilepsy, I'm, I'm a little, you know, um, hesitant to want to, you know, go anywhere without these safety mechanisms. 
I, I, that's one of the things I miss the most is being able to just jump in a car and drive down like highway one with the music blaring just by myself, oh, you're like not the kidding. alone time, right? Like you're all these things kidding. I had as like my stress relief, like I will go for a bike ride alone for like an hour. Like <laughs> I, I lost all of my stress reliefs that I used to do, which was like driving alone, being alone out places. And oh, I, I yeah. feel that with like, it's great to have the support and people, but I really miss going to a museum and being able to stop at whatever painting I was interested in for however long I want to be interested in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. From time to time, I'll think about in the summertime when I used to drive down long roads and have the windows down and the, you know, when I had longer hair, you know, <laughs> the wind blowing in my hair and the radio up and I am crushing yeah. on your hair, by the way. My daughter's oh, been going through like this. She's like, I wanted to cut. It. She has hair. Uh, we both have hair to our waist, and she's like, I want to chop it all off. And I'm like, I look at you and I'm going, Yeah, that that actually would be great. I'm going to tell her to go do it. Oh <laughs> yeah, I I had to shave it off. So yeah, after I had my SPEG, so they shaved half of it, and I was like, Well, I just can't live with half a head of hair. So I just my husband and I, you know, I closed my eyes and I said, just go ahead, just shave it off. I can't look. <laughs> and now that's the fashion. Like she actually wants the full like sides and back shaved and like leave like a bit long. And that's like yeah. the new thing. I'm like, that's, that's really awesome. I love how that looks. <laughs> so much less brushing time for her. Yeah. Oh I, I will appreciate getting my hairbrushes back. I will tell you that much with them. Like I live with a magpie, basically. She steals all of my stuff. So I can get my hairbrushes back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's getting to the point where I can have a mini, you know, tiny ponytail, but I mean, <laughs> I, I, I honestly thought you made a style choice. It is gorgeous, but you yeah, like, these you. are things that we have to like, give up that we weren't intending on giving up from like hair to driving to alone time that's not in a room it's it's yeah. just all these unexpected things well you have to look at the positives in every situation I mean if we just you know um pout and look at all the negatives in the situations I mean we're gonna you know we're gonna have a bad day we're gonna have a bad life you know life if we just focus on all that and I, I don't want to live like that <laughs> I, my dogs absolutely love my, my down days when I'm stuck in bed. They are very happy that I get to be a human pillow. That's, I know. that's definitely their up thing is yes. Mom is down. Yeah. That's, that's exactly how she is. You know, when I'm feeling blue, she stays with me all the time. Uh. <laughs> and I mean, like I, even in parenting, like we used to have darling slug days. So when I couldn't move around and my daughter was a toddler, she would just curl up in bed and we would watch Jane Austen movies and I'd put all the craft stuff in bed. So we would do like, like basically preschool from a mattress and it was, you, you adjust, right? Like yeah, and now there's yeah. all this technology that we can have. And I, I, we're talking about getting me an Apple phone so that I can have the watch, which will... I guess alert oh, someone yeah. if I fall down. Like if, if you fall down and you don't respond, it will call 911. And so oh, we're, we're nice. looking at some new ways for me to have some more independence, possibly without like, yeah. being leashed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have some time alone and, you know, um, 
I do have little moments where I, I mean, I get to have my alone time and, you know, I, I value that and I appreciate that very much. And I also value and appreciate, you know, times where I get to be with family and friends. It's just, yeah, that's very precious to me. And yeah, just very, very um, meaningful to me. So is there anything we were probably like, we're at an hour and I could talk to you all day, uh, but is there anything we have not covered that you had really wanted to, to punch on show? You know, I would just, you know, I would just say to, you know, to anybody out there, um, just, you know, look at the silver linings in life. Honestly, I know that, you know, having a chronic illness is tough. It really is tough, um, but just, you know, search out the silver linings. Yeah, honestly, you know, and we can, we can honestly meditate on all the negative things that are going on, uh, all the negative things that are in our life involving chronic illnesses, but there, there's so many positive things even still. I absolutely hear that. And there's uh, like, it's just so much easier now than it was even like five, 10 years ago with like uh, my new favorite thing in the world is Libby. It's an app that is at least here in the United States, it goes for all the libraries in the United States mm -hmm. and you can download eBooks and download audiobooks right to your device. And like, that was not around when I used to be bedridden for months at a time. So I'm so happy yeah. there's there's all this reading and research I can do now. And we can do things like this where I, I don't know where you're at, but I know we are nowhere close and we get to have this conversation. And exactly, yeah. there's podcasts and blogs that we can do from bed. There's like, it's, it makes me very grateful after reading things like the yellow wallpaper from like the, the turn of the last century where you're like, right, nothing yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I have found uh, so many blessings. Um, since my diagnosis and it just blows my mind that you know i just i mean even though i have this diagnosis in my life it's like yeah it's a it's a bummer but at the same time it's like wow you know look at all these blessings even still like wow it's amazing <laughs> as goofy as it sounds like i've set my life up for like i know that there's a good chance that there's going to be two to three weeks out of each month that I am in bed. And so I almost like just schedule out for when my favorite shows go up live on Netflix and Amazon prime. So I'm like, okay, so this is awful, but the crown just came out. So <laughs> I saw that one too. I Did saw you watch that on it? The list. No, but you know what? You're giving me a list of so many shows to check out right now. I am making mental notes right now. <laughs> I, I my my gambit is wide. I like it's like my Spotify list go from like opera to rap to R and B to like I I'm all over the place with what I watch. But um, I'm yeah I'm so eclectic when it comes to things. I mean yeah. <laughs> I'm, so I'm happy. Like the good place is my favorite go to for anyone. Like I know it's not going to offend anyone. I know that it's something that I could just go anyone who's. And if you're snarky like me, who likes like RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> you'll love the Good Place too. I'm not being paid by the Good Place. I don't know if you saw, but um, Jamil. Uh, oh goodness, I can't remember her last name. I feel so guilty. She plays the one of the main characters on it, 
And she's like one of my favorite humans. She's a big advocate for, um, uh, she got Instagram to change their, their bylaws to not advertise diet aids to teenagers. Really? And she um, started a movement called I Way. And it's huh? about taking out like, instead of like, I weigh 170 pounds and I have this measurement, it's supposed to be like, I weigh kindness and compassion. I am measured by the loving art. And like, it was all this, like taking out this idea that we are numbers and uh, she's, um, hmm. check her out. Like she's, she's hilarious. Um, okay. she's also gone through a lot of disability herself and, um, really, really funny and interesting woman. I, I love everything she's doing right now. I'm like, ah, yeah. And I love how she handles it when she's gotten called out because she's made some, um, remarks that people are like, that's not very inclusive. And she's like, Oh, Okay, well, what what would be more inclusive? This is not a community I had previous awareness of, and I love that how she handled it instead of being like, "I guess I'm canceled." She's like, "Educate me," and I thought that was right in an interesting vein of like when you're in the public eye, which you know you are with your blog. That sometimes you know we we stumble, we don't have an awareness of everything, and like that was a really great script to have to be like, "Okay, I didn't know. Let's please help me." <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So well, do you have anything, I, I know that you've talked about your, the, um, the Bible's a big, uh, source of comfort for you, your husband, the blog, do you have any other favorite go-tos for, for your down days where you're just stuck? You know, what art is definitely one big thing that is my go-to. Art, um, do you just, do art or do you look at art or both? Well, um, you know, I actually like to create art. I discovered that actually um, after my diagnosis, uh, because, you know, um, you know, since I don't drive, since I, you know, am kind of, you know, um, I'm more or less, you know, a homebody, you know, these days. I, I, I was looking for the cool things that I'd like to do, so... Uh, I got into things like origami, and one of my favorite things in all the world is string art. Okay, and, I, I don't know what this looks like. Oh my gosh, yeah. If you check out my uh, Instagram page, and you scroll down a little bit, you'll see some of the pieces that I've done. I actually have created a um, purple ribbon for epilepsy awareness string art piece. It's I can't wait to really see this. Cool. So yeah. when you're listening to us, head over to our, um, our website. Um, all of this will be linked up at the top. Uh, you'll be able to follow Tiffany on Twitter and on Instagram. If you just go to the very top that will have um, Tiffany's website and the 10 website and how to follow Tiffany. I can't wait to yeah. see your work. So if you want to also just send me, if you have digital pictures of your work, I can put it up in the gallery at the top too. So everyone can just see it right away. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be wonderful. I thank you so much for coming on to the episode. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's anytime you want to come back and talk art. Um, I am in, <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is my, my other world. I draw, um, I illustrate and write children's books on my free time. Oh, I'd love to see that. 
It's, it's a lot. I just finished a fairy book. So I'm very excited. I just have to set the layout today. It's on my, to, it's been on my to-do list for eight months. So I'm not really, really? I hope this will be done by the end of today. But uh, yeah, I wrote the story about three years ago and then I illustrated it and then I got better at illustrating. And so I keep redoing it just about every six months because you get better as you do something. And, and then yeah, yeah that's, um, that is definitely my flow state to get my head out of this hurts. <laughs> Oh, well, I'd love to see your work. That would be fantastic. Oh, we'll follow each other on Instagram. That'll be great. <laughs> yes. Yes, we must. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in this week. Um, be kind, be gentle, be a badass. Um, I just want to do a huge gratitude and thank you. I was shocked when we hit 60,000 downloads. I thought I had plenty of time to plan for a hundred thousand downloads and then I lost track and then it was at 90 and then uh, we're at 115,000 downloads to be on the short side of this and I want to celebrate. I just have a lot going on right now. So if you all want to plan something or tell me what you would like me to plan, uh, let me know. Put in the comments, send me an email, tell me what you think we should do. Uh, post 100,000 downloads. Um, so that's all thanks to you guys. You are amazing and we don't advertise. So this is all of you sharing. Um, and uh, wow, we are international now. So welcome Zimbabwe. Thank you for tuning in. Um, that was, that was kind of crazy cool. Hopefully I'll be able to someday travel over there. Um, so I think that's about it. So uh, tune in next week. Eva will have next week's episode. I don't know who that will be, but I'm sure it'll be amazing. Um, please share this episode. This is an incredible thing to know, at least to know what to do if you see someone having a seizure, because the wallet in the mouth. I know that's been a long time myth. It wasn't until my first interview with someone with epilepsy to find out that that was wrong. So yeah. um, yes, please share this because there's someone in your community who has epilepsy. I pretty much guarantee it. So um, thank you so much for listening. Share and have a wonderful week.